2020, everybody. But I, I, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't get a, a talk about Christmas episode. So I, I'm just gonna bring this up now because while I was on vacation, I just I, like I had never really like watched the Frosty the Snowman special, and like so I watched it again for the first time in years. I remember there being a robot chicken skit where it's like you know Frosty says Happy Birthday, but like as I watched the special and it just happens, I just remember being like, wait. Why the fuck does he say happy birthday? <laughs> Why does he say it? <laughs> My only theory is that, like, I guess every time he starts existing, it's his birthday, you know? So it's his, he's saying happy birthday to me? I guess, to himself. <laughs> the fuck is that? I understand he's a snowman. He's a man, if you want to call him a man, made of snow who's been alive for... Like mere moments. I don't I don't expect him to understand every nuanced thing about humanity and speech. But but Frosty, words mean things. Yeah. And I think that's rule number one going into this uh, admittedly short lifespan you have and you know that full well. The fucking me sings for God's sakes. <laughs> You're basically a cicada. You've been underground <laughs> for 17 years, and now you've got this one crack at it, so make the most of it. That's annoyed me since the first time I heard it. And it's so funny that it's kind of a running joke, it's kind of an in-joke with me, that just the cadence with which you said, Happy Birthday! I knew exactly what that was a reference to. <laughs> He has to know what Christmas is if he knows what a birthday <laughs> <Yeah>. is. <laughs> There's a couple things about the Frosty the Snowman song that always perturbed me. The happy birthday is the main one. Uh, the second one, if you just want to visualize this world that this movie conjured up and the subsequent song. I was listening to a Todd in the Shadows uh, uh, podcast where he talked about uh, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and the origins of like both of those. And it was literally like there was a, a mall that made a uh, coloring book uh, and they and they wanted to get something to sell toys. So they got Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, uh, like someone made that up. And then it sold so well for the mall for their coloring books that next year they wrote a song. And then the next year after that, they were like, wow, well, that works. So fuck it. Let's do another one. And they did Frosty the wow. Snowman. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's fucking wild, dude. And super efficient. It's, it's, like... it's, it's, isn't it so funny how like blatantly commercial like the you know the so-called traditions of our holidays are you know like <laughs> and and these fucking songs that are traditional classics that get sung every year and have for decades almost a fucking century at this point were basically the product of oh i don't know uh fucking uh reindeer i guess i don't know maybe his uh i don't know something's got to be quirky about this one's got to stand out uh red nose sure whatever who gives a yeah, fuck it, anyway it lights the way through the clouds i don't know how that fucking works but sure i don't know <laughs> They'll figure it out the dumb kids. We're just trying to sell this goddamn coloring book to stay open for another year. Yeah. Down to the village with a broomstick in his hand, running here and there all around the square saying, catch me if you can. He led them to the streets of town right to the traffic cop. And he only paused for a moment when he heard him holler stop. 
a couple kids, presumably, if I'm going by the movie canon, and the snowman are running through the square. And they only stop when a traffic cop told them to. This traffic cop, has he led such an adventurous life that he encountered an, a living snowman <laughs> and his first thought was slow down hey, <laughs> slow down careful there where's the fire snowman well, get it <laughs> I, I, it wasn't like <laughs> didn't run in, in absolute terror well, see, when you watch the special like the only gag going for it is that the adults will see the snowman and go like hey uh you know some typical reaction that's not like normal and then double take whoa like that's basically it and so with the cop it's like oh stop there and then he goes like oh haha yeah they're just going to have a fun <laughs> wait a minute and then he like fumbles with his fucking whistle somehow and it gets lodged in his throat and he, he oh that's right and he just starts whistling out of his throat but it's like this really weak whistle compared to like what the joke should be you know if you watch a normal like Bugs Bunny cartoon it's always like <laughs> but it's just like so because he's like, dying. <laughs> the last thing that man sees before he dies is a fucking is <laughs> a snowman running away. Sentient snowman. Doctor Dre, 2020. It's the Going Out Podcast with Rap Critic and Muse. <laughs> Welcome to the future, man, machine, the future. <laughs> okay, so. I know we're doing, like, two different intros. This is like a choose-your-own-adventure at this point. Uh, which way you want to go? You want to hear us talk about Frosty the Snowman for ten minutes? Or you want to hear us talk about a shitty-as-fuck Eminem song for ten minutes? <laughs> when you sent me the We Made You music video... I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna level with you. Uh, I didn't I didn't watch it because I've seen it before, and you only need one, dude. Yeah. I don't need that again. Where it's hey man, it's Eminem, right? Okay, so what have we done in the past? What is the fucking formula that's worked? Well, you know, he dressed up like Tom Green and he put his he put his naked ass on like in sync and it was like ah, I'm gonna, <laughs> so I'm referencing popular MTV things and I'm gonna mention like Britney Spears and Carson Daly okay cool it's like 10 years later what do, what do you got now uh Rock of Love and uh Guitar Hero yeah, maybe Paris Hilton uh, uh, oh. parodying the, the, the Jessica uh, Simpson you know washing the car thing right oh that's right the, the Carl's Jr. ad yeah yeah eating the burger you, you know what it, it really did look like? It looked oh. like the vh oneification of Eminem, right? <laughs> you know, it's like... <laughs> Eminem is having the best week ever. Yeah. <laughs> had a great time at MAGFest uh, this past year. I'm going to be I'm gonna be trying to go to more cons and, and shit going into the new year. You know what I'm saying? Keep an eye out for your boy uh, going around this great country. You know what I'm saying? One little event that happened when I went to MAGFest. So I'm chilling out like in the in the jam pod 
uh, I think I was about to play the song for like exclusive fans that came out. You know, I was doing a little oh, okay. thing. And uh, so all of a sudden I hear someone chanting, Emotep, Emotep. And I turn around, I'm like, wait, you mean the mutt? <laughs> and like, I see someone with a big poster of like, the you know, the mummy from that Brendan Fraser movie. And there's like a whole bunch of guys behind him going, Emotep, Emotep. And it is the best part. There was one guy with a box and it's like, as it was like, it all happened at the same time. Like I turned around, I noticed this. And then all of a sudden there was a guy handing me a CD and he had like a big box of them and he handed it to my friend too. And he handed me a CD of the Prince of Egypt soundtrack. And I was like, yo! <laughs> and the thing is, I fucking love that soundtrack. So I was like, oh my god, Magfest 2020! <laughs> so we want to start off 2020 with a bang. Patreon requests. That's right. If you think this is a cool idea and you want to request uh, an album of your own, we do it a little bit differently now. We're operating on Kofi. So if there's an album that you would like to hear us talk about, head on over to ko fi dot com slash going off and uh, we could be talking about an album that you like or hate on a future episode so we're gonna start out with jukebox the ghost with let live and let ghosts requested by jules Piggott. i definitely wanted to give a shout out real quick to jules who is always in our youtube uh streams whenever we're on there playing video games Always like to see Jules in there. This album was originally requested way back when, because I'll fully admit sometimes it takes us a while to get to these. I thought the album art was interesting, so I checked it out right then and there. From the initial listen, I was like, okay, this is kind of cool, kind of interesting. I didn't end up liking the album as much as I thought I was going to. They fucking bring it musically. And then I'm then I don't usually feel the lyrics so much. It's just kind of like, yeah, okay, they're there too, but I'm more here for the instrumentation. I will say the instrumentation on this album is quite fucking crisp. It's it's fucking awesome. They're all over the place. They got so much stuff going on. I love it. It is like it's almost Freddie Mercury in levels at one point. <laughs> I'll tell you what band it reminded me a little bit of. Fun. I was thinking uh, Freddie Mercury mixed with uh, the Mountain Goats, actually. <laughs> I got Mountain Goat vibes yeah. myself. That was from the very specific Christian overtone vibes that came through. And I was... How do you want to discuss this? Do you mind if we just hop all over? Oh, yeah, that's fine. Okay, because... I, so, I'm listening to this album, and you know, like, with the Mountain Goats thing, where it's just like, oh, hey, this is oddly, like... There's, you know, themes about God and stuff like that, but it doesn't feel like it's from that, you know, corny, you know, Christian rock perspective. Right. It feels like it's giving you the intricacies of that, right? Mm. So as I'm listening to this one, you know, it's like, all right, yeah, you know, it's about the end of the world and, and you know, the, uh, oh, uh, what, what, one or two songs where it's about, like, uh, uh, beady eyes on the horizon, which mm. is about, at least I think it's about, like, aliens watching the end of the world because it's like, oh, man, this is fucking cool. Like, look at, look at all this shit happening. You know? <laughs> A lot of these songs have, like one goes right into the other and it was kind of yeah, messing like me up at one point. Tracks. Yeah, like, because I was, like, listening to it and, you know, just doing something else and I was like, okay, when I'm done with that song, I'm gonna, you know, rate it and then get to the next one. And then I would just be, there would be, like, three tracks later and I'd be like, oh, shit, I forgot to see which, wait, where did it start? <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I like about it. So, like, Fire in the Sky, uh, Where Are All the Scientists Now, and A Matter of Time are all one after the other. But when I specifically saw the phrase, Where Are All the Scientists Now? 
now I was kind of taken aback for a second, you know, it was just like, wait, that's an interesting phrase. Like, where are the scientists now that the world, is, you know, now that they know that God is real, you know what I mean? Like it had that sort of like, like not just Christian overtones, but like specifically the, you know, those Christian movies that are always about the apocalypse. And now I see our God was right. And now it's these godless people having to, you know, figure out how right God, is. you know what I mean? Like those type of movies. Oh, listen, I, I didn't get that vibe at all from this. That's yeah, interesting. Because there was one specific lyric where he was saying, like, yeah, we're hanging tinsel in clear view. And you hear, like, you know, jingle bells in the background. And I was thinking, like, what? Wait a minute. Because <laughs> it kind of sounded like that sort of, like, war on Christmas. But, you know, now that God's wrath has come, it's like, ah, there is a God. So it was at that moment where I had the moment of, like, what is this band? <laughs> and so I go to look it up. No, it's not a Christian rock band. But, you know, um, I saw this review that was talking about this album and, you know, how far they've fallen, apparently, in terms of, like, their, uh, you know, uh, their creativity and stuff like oh, that. Oh, no. And, like, yeah, so they were discussing this album. And it was like, oh, man, this fucking masterpiece. And, and they were talking about how, like, the album has these very cheery, you know, pro uh, Christian sounding lyrics, but yeah, the music is so dark and just like it feels like something's wrong. Like this doesn't feel like it's celebratory. And I was like, oh, okay, so this was like this was a whole vibe. It wasn't like you know, it wasn't like oh, we're gonna try to make Christianity sound like you know weird, but seriously, no. It was like they were doing a storytelling aesthetic. You know what I mean? A lot of the songs are very ominous sounding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think it's just because recently I've uh, uh, I've had. I've, I've just been uh, listening to, like, uh, podcasts that have been talking about, like, Christian movie propaganda oh. and, like, the, the weird shit that's in it. Like, um, <laughs> uh, there's this podcast called Citations Needed, and they were talking about, like, uh, Christian propaganda podcasts, I mean, um, movies. Oddly, how before 2016, uh, they were talking a lot about how Russia was, like, the enemy and stuff, and then after 2016, they kind of drop it. Interesting. <laughs> Coincidental, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, stuff like that, you know? Hmm. So it was just just kind of like, you know, it is one thing to be like, you know, religious or whatever, but it's like when you see like, oh, this is being used as a political pawn. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it kind of made me on edge listening to this. (laughs) I'll still say I still enjoyed what it was doing regardless of that weird feeling I was getting. (laughs) Why did... Where are all the scientists now and a matter of time need to be two separate songs? Didn't it like oddly cut into the next one? Because I remember like having to go back and be like, wait, when did this start exactly? It reminded me of this. Sometimes I'll be editing a video and I'll get really tired and I'll fall asleep (laughs) while I'm editing. Have you ever done this? Uh, Yeah, I think so. I can't be the only one that's done this where you's working hard. You fall asleep. (laughs) And you, and for like ten or so minutes, you kind of do some sleep edits. <laughs> it's it's like you're sleepwalking, but you're trying to edit, so you're not really conscious, but your mind is still kind of on autopilot. And sometimes you'll wake up the next morning, and you'll have a word document with fucking gibberish written in it, or because <laughs> your mind is just fucking going. That's kind of what it felt like. Where. Okay, you got these two songs. You want to cut them like you got one really long song by the by the sound of it. You got to cut them in half. Okay, so then why, when you cut, does that first song sound like it goes for another two minutes? Yeah. And then another song starts. It's like, 
Did they mean to cut right there? Because that was awkward. I, I don't know. <laughs> because, yeah, it's seamless. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, it's another track. And then it's like, still sounds like that last song, though. Like, a lot. <laughs> like, yeah. it's the same thing. Like, what, what was supposed to be the difference? <laughs> but then, yeah, like, it takes a small diversion and then goes into something else. It's like, oh, okay. But, that but that feels like it's where it was supposed to be. But there was like a like earlier in the album where like there's a track that's really short where he's, t- he's talking about yeah. like astronauts go up into space and they see the wrinkles in the face of God and he's like oh snap what's been going on down here oh wow that's pretty messed up well I guess it's time to end the world because this, this is all fucked up <laughs> <laughs> like I just love the the sort of like matter of factness about how it's presented you know what I'm saying I like their use of the intro songs too they actually kind of stand on their own. As songs, like, I don't mind that they're just short little snippets because they're enjoyable on their own, even without the context. Yeah, I could imagine hearing it by itself and enjoying it. You yeah. know, it's not like it's not like the beginning of uh, what's that Childish Gambino song from uh, Because of the Internet. All she needed was some, but there's like a song right before it that's like a one minute intro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, the worst guy, you hear the... That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, going back into it, so I, I don't know. I, I There were actually quite a, a couple of lyrics that, that really caught my ear. Uh, in Beady Eyes on the Horizon, there's a lot of building in the music, and then you hear a sudden cutoff, and you hear, he, he says, like, the sun is just a supernova turned the other way around. And that just, like, t- took me, like, took me aback, where I was just like, wait... How would that work? What, what, oh, wait, yeah. Like, it, like, is it? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I <guess> I never <laughs> thought. <laughs> you know, yeah, like. Yeah, science lesson. And, and then there was another lyric later where he says, like, it's not a man who smokes a cigarette. It's the other way around. Like, there was that lyric, too, where it was just like, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, the social commentary. <laughs> but um, for every lyric that would be as great as that, there would be, like, actually, no, no. I, I, I mostly enjoy it, but I feel like there were one or two songs where it's just like, I just couldn't figure out what it was about. So, uh, like, Under My Skin is, is the worst offender. I would yeah. say, like, okay, so the lyric where he says, like, and my family had a castle way back when I would have lived there if they had more male children mm. to fill my heart with music. And I'm like, what? What? Wait, hold on, back up. There's a few songs on here that they have kind of motifs. And... Hold it in. Oh, I really like that one, actually. That's one I didn't care for so much. I didn't, oh, I didn't care no. for the hold it in motif. That didn't I work like for me that. so well. I like the way they it, it would change randomly to something uh, something different. Like, uh, especially where he's like, uh, you know, uh, I, I really like this girl, but I can't say it. And I got to hold it in, hold it in. <laughs> I like that. That um, was kind of corny. Uh, I thought it, it felt like a classic sort of like like as I was listening to it it was one of those things where I was like I have to have heard this song before like it was just so like definitively that type of song about this type of thing you know I, I don't know it, it, it worked for me um uh, but okay okay but I think there was one melody and this is just me speculating why I think I might have heard it before the melody sounds dangerously similar to do you know the song uh, I went to a party on a Saturday night I did fall in love and I fell in a fight uh-huh. oh, it ain't it ain't no no did yeah. it sound a little bit like that fucking kiss me once yeah kiss me twice <laughs> cause it was like it was like uh so then, 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 then,
I didn't I didn't pick up on that, but that is an interesting take. There weren't any songs on here I disliked. A lot of them just kind of kind of run the middle of the road for me. Um, but then by the, by the second half, I thought it was pretty consistent in quality of like uh, static into Victoria into My Heart's the Same. I thought all those were really solid cuts. Oh yeah, I really like Victoria. Yeah, uh, uh, where he says like. Uh, you're certainly my poison of choice, and when I drink you down, my heart makes a sound like this, and you hear the music in the background responding to him saying it, you know what uh, I mean? Yeah. Like, I thought that was fucking cool as shit. I like Static maybe, maybe the most until the end. I thought the instrumental was like super atmospheric and fun and catchy. On that one and the intro before it, the um, Miss Templeton's seven thousandth dream. Oh I yeah, that was yeah, really yeah. cool. Wasn't that the one where like it starts off without the drum and then the drum comes in like yeah. right at the start of the next song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like a song will start with just piano or just acoustic guitar, and then it'll be like a full fucking thing by the end of it. I really yeah. like it. Just keeps adding layers and layers. I would say uh, A Matter of Time, though, might be my favorite cut on the album overall. I think it ended real strong. I got a 3.25. I'm going to round that down to a 3. I got to say I'm disappointed because I went ahead and I downloaded their 2019 album out of curiosity. And now you're saying that people are saying they went down in quality. It's like, that sucks. See, I, I would actually give it a four and a half. I, Ooh, I was actually wow. really looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. Dang. And, and, and so I was actually like fucking crestfallen when I was reading that review. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I hate when that fucking happens, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Damn shame, man. But going into the second album, a very, uh, a very dramatic change of scenery. Let's get right into it. Uh, thank you, Andrew Outwater, for your request. Akala's Banquet of Thieves. And... All right, let me throw it over to you. So how did this hit you, bro? You want to take a guess? Uh, No, no, I I gotta know. In your own words, you gotta gotta lay it out for me. Uh, uh, I mean, I didn't love it. (laughs) Uh, Oh, no, once again. Uh, Doom, 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 once again. (laughs) Um, man, I, uh... Okay, I'm going to start this off. I'm going to start this off real quick. Okay. Listening to the song, it was another one of those uh, immortal technique things where it's like, Mm. this guy is an incredible artist spitting an incredible message. Like, I remember someone said, like, you know, music can inspire you to just, like, think about things you wouldn't be thinking about. And, you know, there are one or two songs on here where it's just like, oh, man, I just wasn't thinking about, you know, like, the idea of, you know... I don't know, it's hard to explain, like, you have to hear the lyrics yourself, because I feel like I'm just gonna, in order, in trying to summarize it, it's just gonna sound like self-help mumbo-jumbo. But, oh, yeah, but, I know what you mean. Because I'm basically just gonna end up saying, like, you know, you should really care about your life and, you know, work f- towards your goals, but it's like, it's not said quarterly like that, and, like, he's actually gets into the intricacy of it. You know, like, the very first song is talking about how, like, you know, there's all this shitty stuff happening in our lives, and we are all, you know, a part of this cycle that happens. So he's saying, like, what if we all just today just like dropped it? What if we all, you know, were not a part of their system and lived lives our way? You know, like I like an artist coming in and just kicking down the door and saying something big and fucking ambitious like that. Cause it's like, I think we need to hear that every fucking day. You know what I mean? So I love seeing an artist put that in their music, you know? 
I thought you were going to say it was like an Immortal Technique thing where this guy sounds kind of cool. These beats, though. <laughs> oh, see, I wouldn't say in the beats. I was actually saying some, uh, some of the hooks. Like, there's one where he's kind of offbeat. I think it was like Lose Myself or something like that. Lose Myself is... Let me check. Just to double check. Oh, mm, it's tied uh, for lowest uh, rated. But man, um... First two tracks, one-two punch of just like, and I know this is unfortunately my go-to comparison, or it just sounds like some weak garage band edited rock instrumental. Oh, no. <laughs> it's just like, ew. Uh, it, as soon as I think about it again. Oh. It doesn't sound good, and it's like flat production. Like, it's not even mm. like dynamic or anything, but it's like, all right, that's fine. I listen to Immortal Technique, and some of his songs have pretty weak uh, beats. Yeah, that's the comparison I was thinking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you listen to it, and it's like, all right. This isn't very good either, though. The Some lyrics land, other ones are kind of awkward. He's trying to do this cadence where it's uh, it's a little sloppy, trying to cram too much into a rhyme. And then the fucking weak-ass chorus that I skipped over. And then Lose Myself is like the same thing, where it's another trash instrumental, a garbage chorus... And it like it just goes and goes and goes, and I almost bailed. I didn't. I almost didn't listen to hey, all of really? this myself. Where I was just oh. like, man, this is really, this is mm. garbage. I was actually riding with this album for for the most part until I got to uh, uh, another reason, a song that I like for the most part, but mm. it's like one or two over. Trying to sound smart lyrics. Okay. Like, yeah. Oh, have you heard the pig now knows it's fat and the zebra oh. is confused because it's white and it's black? And I'm like, <sighs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> I, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think, think these animals are that. Set- <laughs> yeah, they're not that conscious of their surroundings, my dude. I think they got bigger things to worry about, like survival. And so it, it flattened the like seriousness of what was kind of building up at some points. And I feel like that happens throughout some of these tracks. Like, like, even as someone who enjoyed this album, like, I did have that point where it would just be like, mm, but I don't know if I'd show this to somebody because, like, that part right there. You know what I mean? I liked the more laid back jazzy instrumental on that one. Um, and I thought his delivery was better <laughs> on that cut than the first two. But I still wasn't really grabbed by the lyrics too much. But the vibe I got was a sort of PBS educational cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> if if that makes sense to anyone, a little corny in the trying to give you that message. I mean, they're still teaching you something, so it's still important. Yeah. But <laughs> okay, so we get to old soul. And I'm sure this is yeah, yeah. I, see, I hear the chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's one of those things like if you're with him to this point you might enjoy this but if you're not and, and I, so I'm gonna give him some points where he goes like you know you're listening to the song it's songs about old soul and it's him you know shouting out all the all the music that you know yeah. great legend legendary black artists have created mm-hmm. and, you know and that's really cool right you yeah. know it's all you know it's all from Africa and it's all the beautiful heart of it and then he gets one or two lyrics where it's like you ever feel you know it's like you ever get that feeling that you've been here before do you ever find yourself talking about the kids these days mm-hmm. and after a 
remind yourself about your eat. Like, all right, all right. Pull <laughs> back on the reins a little bit, yeah, Akala. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, a little bit of cheese seeping into there. The um, the hook is what fucking got me though. I remember, I remember. Do you remember? I remember, I remember, I remember. Because I'm an old so like. Oh. And, and the thing is, he has a lyric. He's like, yeah, I remember these things, even though like I, I literally wasn't old enough to. I wasn't born yet. <laughs> Yeah. Like, uh, like, what are you trying to say? Like, I, I felt like, I don't know, there's a there's a fine line between a tribute and just, like, name-dropping to name-drop. Like Jurassic 5 or... or yeah. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, we're doing the old school, and because it's old school, that's why you're supposed to like us, and, you know... He fucking says old soul, like, a hundred fucking times in the song. It's like, dude, I fucking got it, man. And it's not translating on this album. Like, all these in all these influences you're rattling off, like, I'm not feeling any of that shit. So, I want to ask you about Thieves' Banquet. The song that I feel encapsulates what this album kind of is. You know, it's like you have this super big, weighty, you know, topic about like the world is being, you know, taken over by by uh, these uh, the worst people that are that are having a a banquet with the devil to discuss how they're going to slice up the world. You know, it's it's the epic over the top sort of stuff, but. Man, the sort of Tech 9 over the top overblown chorus. You know what I mean? That, that kind of turns it. Ah, it's the banquet of the I, I laughed out loud at that. It was so fucking corny. Um, it's, it's, the, it's the banquet of the <laughs> I know writers who use subtext, and they're all cowards. There's such evil in the world. It's like they're all just, like, in a banquet with the devil trying to impress him. Like, oh my god, dude. Uh, and okay. I, <laughs> I might have let this song live, but your boy tried. Voices! Wait, oh no! no. The best part, the fucking clergyman. Oh my god, I couldn't take it. When, when the first voice of like the like the banker or whatever, he was like, I, yeah, I was okay with that. And I was like, I was okay with that. I was like, all right, if we're doing races, because it's like you know, because he's supposed to sound like this European chap, but he's like rapping, you know, like. But he doesn't okay. have to do that. I get <laughs> but, it. It's a different person. Well, you got to distinguish. You got to distinguish I between guess. different people. I'm fine with yes. that. I'm I'm with him on that. No. It's when he gets to the third verse, and you know, up to this point, we get it. Each of the different people are, are going to come up and rap. We know who all four of them are. Yep. Uh, you know, the banker, the clergyman, uh, the, the politicians, mm. and, and the the third world uh, dictator. Ah, uh, yeah. 
But it gets to the third verse, and we already know who it's gonna be. It's already the clergyman, and he decides to waste like four to eight bars before the verse starts, and after the chorus is going, yes, it's a top of pervert who's in the cloak. Cloak of the clergy. Yes, he uses the cloak. I'm a despicable character. Like, it sounds like fucking Monty Burns. Yes, Like, he's like jerking off while he's fucking saying. I am like, from somewhere oh, very far away. Yes, that sounds good. That'll do. Quite Look. despicable character. Like, he repeats it like three times. It's like, we get it. This is the title track. Like, this is what you're basing the album on. Really? And then you go back to it again later in the bonus track where... Uh, okay. I, I didn't even fuck with that. I was already done by... The- I am a big fan of Tech 9 so I can... Yeah. <laughs> I like a li- I can handle the over-the-topness. You know what I mean? I, like I, I wouldn't put this in the same league as a Tech 9 though. No, no, no not the whole time. I, 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 I'm mainly talking about the, the banquet and the thieves, that part. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know... Uh, but yeah, yeah, he's not on the same. I, I think Tech Nine pulls off the theatrics definitely uh, more consistently yeah. than, than he does on this album. Yeah. Uh, but I don't want to, you know, completely shit on it because I feel like there are really dope like lyrics on here and really dope like concepts and songs that that you know are like sort of like good enough where it's like no, I, I think people should listen to this. You know what I'm saying? But I can understand where. It, yeah, that, that's how I feel. I would be like, yeah, I, I, I'd say you should listen to this, but I don't want to be in the room because I don't want you to judge me for the stupider, sillier things that are on it. <laughs> yeah, it definitely does have its silly moments. Yeah. I have a feeling um, my rating is going to be a good bit lower than yours. I came out with mm. a two and a half. Dang. Uh, I came out with a four. Mm. You you were bringing up and being like super over the top. I, I wrote this one lyric at the end, and, and and yeah, I remember saying this. It's like I can appreciate the storytelling elements of this song and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, there gets an element where it seems like it's too over the top and cheesy. Like where the monarch of Empire says, uh, "If we get sightness and blood, it would be totally perfect." <laughs> and and you know he responds, and that's what they did. They used a child's bleeding finger to write there. Like all right. Uh, <laughs> Again, symbolism, who needs it? Oh, in the banker, this one part where he just goes, yes, yes, oh fucking yes, let us drink to murder and theft. <laughs> just the way he goes, yes, yes, oh fucking yes. <laughs> like, how many people are, how many people are jerking off in this fucking thing? <laughs> if, if, if dude had a fun time making it, good for him. I, I was not, I was not rocking with it. I wasn't here for it. But that about does it for us. Uh, and this week on the Going Off Podcast, uh, big thanks for fucking with us all through 2019 and uh, following us into the new year, into the new fucking decade. A new decade of going off. I want to say this is year five for us. Still yeah. going strong. Think, yeah. If there is an album you would like to hear us talk about, head on over to Kofi.com slash going off. That is uh, ko-fi.com slash going off one-time $50 pledge to hear us talk about an album you request for the show. I think the show's only getting better. And oh, I, yeah. I want to thank everyone who's stuck with us through the harder times as we, I don't know, figured out a format that works. Uh Figured out audio quality. <laughs> 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 Th- those first few sound pretty rough. 
Um, but thank you very much. I can't say it enough. Uh, we, we love you all very much. And until next week for the Going Off podcast, I'm Muse. And I'm Rap Critic. And Emotep. Emotep. Emotep.